Hello, I'm Bridget Harvey and I'd like to welcome you to Getting Making, a podcast exploring how we make things, collect them, live with them, work with them and care for them. Tommaso Corvimora is an artist and a gallerist. He opened his first gallery in London in 1995. Corvimora, the gallery itself, represents a swathe of artists and creates conceptual links between contemporary art and ceramics, showing works by Sam Bakewell, Sharanda Corbett, Myra Green and Julian Stair, amongst many others. But after enrolling in an evening ceramics course in 2009, he quickly discovered his love for the medium and has been making work in clay ever since. In 2013, his gallery was one of the first to incorporate the work of notable ceramic artists within a contemporary art programme. But his own ceramic works have been exhibited internationally, including Salon 94 in New York, at the ICA Milano, Tristan Hoare and Pippi Holdsworth Gallery, both in London, and also in various presentations curated by Duru Olowu. Um, he was an award win- winner at the third edition of the Open to Art Ceramic Award in Milan in 2019, and his work was selected for the 61st Faenza International Prize for Ceramics in 2020. But for me, I first encountered his work in 2016 at the Camden Arts Centre in the show Making and Unmaking, which was curated by Dura Olowu. Um, it was a very tactile show, and I found there were like political implications to much of the work there. But I was struck by both the vessels that he'd made and how they were displayed, which was quite low to the ground. Um, so I asked him to speak with me here because of his particularly unusual perspective of being both a professional curator and gallerist and working with artists and collectors, and then also being a maker and a collector himself. So welcome to Mazza. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much for having me here. So... Um, As I mentioned to you before, I think care is a really important aspect of um, collecting, as you have to care for particular objects or styles and so on to collect them in the first place, but then you're also charged with the care of those things um, and of the collection as a whole, I guess, uh, both now and in the future. So I was just wondering whether what kind of objects you collect yourself and if they're in the same kind of material that you make with, if they're also in clay. Yeah, now that's a really interesting question. My my relationship with collecting, I find, is very changeable. Yeah. Uh, over time, and I mean, it's something I've always done to some extent. But I don't, I don't really consider myself one of those, you know, through my, my you know, my professional guys as a as a as a gallerist, I got to know many collectors, yeah. and I think I don't think I have that the the same kind of obsessiveness and the same like you know really kind of crazy attachment that they develop towards the works they own and um and I suppose that this has to do also with you know with the fact that I'm uh that part well a big part of my of my everyday professional life is letting work go right? yes or, yeah, or yeah, actually trying trying yeah. to trying to yeah <laughs> yeah so um i don't know it's funny because then on the other hand i have like i can tell you the classical story of a collector so that yeah. when i was a kid i had a um uh i had a, a, a bag like a canvas bag yeah. made out of jean yeah you know, uh, jean like denim. fabric yeah, yeah denim sorry and I started collecting um, 
like, like beer bottle tops yeah. exactly you yeah. know like the crown ones yeah, the ones the where you need a bottle opener exactly yeah. um and and i had a huge bag full of yeah. them yeah. like i would go to bars and you know yeah. i was in italy i would go to bars and ask them for yeah, their yeah. bottle tops yeah and, um and it smelled really badly yeah, <laughs> yeah. after a while, yeah, you know. I bet. But uh, but I was really I was really happy to have this yeah. thing and like carrying it around and everything. So it's obviously was something. There was something about collecting and the or you know holding. Yeah. And there was something about display. Yeah. When I was a kid, like when I was ten or eleven, I had. I I had like one of those. Um, like boxes that you would have sorry i don't know why i'm talking about my childhood but no, anyway this makes a lot of sense because these kind of things start in childhood right? that's right yeah. and i had like one of those display trays you know yeah. basically that you hang on the wall yeah. and you put you can put like the little, little things windows in them exactly yeah. and um and i was obsessed with it and yeah. i would do like different arrangements and move things yeah. around and yeah. i collected all these things so they could fit into yeah. the different kind of slots and so, you know, this thing of display yeah. was also something that obviously was innate. Yeah. You know, was a preoccupation. Yeah, yeah. Was something that... Um, and then, you know, and then I think over time, collecting things, you know, uh, buying things uh, as I would uh, meet artists or yeah. would be also way into... There was a way to show support. Yeah. And also a way into the world yeah. and a, a way to make a connection. And that, yeah. I think, is still something that I, that I feel very uh, strongly about. Yeah. You know, both the support side of things yeah. and, and, and also as a way to, to show care, as yeah. you were saying. Um, yeah. Do you still move things around now? Like we're in your office at the moment and you've got objects uh, placed around the room, but do you shuffle those around? Uh, to some extent yeah. I do, yeah. I, ch I change them over you know just to make i mean i don't have that many people coming up to the yeah. office but there are quite a few yeah um and it's nice for them to see different things yeah yeah you know so uh i, I switch things around yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and um is it only clay no it's i mean it's you know with with clay objects i have a slightly different relationships yeah. because uh especially with the ones that I collect for myself, I, I think of them more as a library. Yeah. You know, more as a collection of books w that you would just pick up and look at. Yeah. Uh, to figure something out. Yeah. Or, you know, to think about how things were, were made. Yeah. So it has a lot more to do with the kind of technical side of them and, and how they came about and, you know, what kind of... I mean, I think since I started making... I, and also, and also, you know, that was an exercise that I did many, many years ago as well, where at some point I started painting, but not because I wanted to be, become a, an artist to work yeah. with paint, but because I thought it was very useful to understand painting. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes doing the acts that you're interested in, does give you, it gives you an extra level of understanding, particularly if you're interested in those tactile kind of elements of it I, I agree completely um, i think it's learning through making is yeah. is i think a really amazing way of just kind of getting to grips with things and yeah. people and understanding the way the their thought process and yeah i mean and it's just wonderful that yeah yeah completely and also i think it gives you access to some of the maybe the more like vernacular 
languages of of particular disciplines because you kind of maybe like understand the viscosity of the paint or um being in amongst the smell of it or whatever it is like that as well can kind of let you understand those sort of aspects of studio practice too maybe absolutely yeah. and i think i've I, I suppose i've always been uh drawn towards um objects that and and artworks that have that kind of tactile dimension yeah. you know where you're actually thinking about texture or surface or weight yeah. i find that whole you know sphere of perception so interesting and fascinating yeah. and I, I just enjoy it so much so yeah. um and i and i i realize and i'm completely aware of the fact that this is something that has really informed the the way uh, I, I structure my gallery and the artists yeah. I chose to work with. Um, so then, does your do you think that that sort of interest in I guess like the technicalities and the the surfaces and the textures that people work with? Do you think that affects then how you present works? Like, are you looking for a particularly kind of tactile environment to put them in, or do you want the works to speak kind of by themselves? No, I think it definitely. I think it informs everything I do. Yeah. You know, I think it's really. There was a there was a moment that I remember very clearly, when I decided to take up to take up ceramics to yeah. start making, and I was very at that point I was very much immersed in in just studying uh, Greek ceramic, ancient Greek yeah. ceramics, because. I thought it was a really interesting world and complex and layered and with many kind of sides to it that were mysterious. And I thought it was really compelling. And I read and read and read about it. And then at some point, one day, I told myself, well, you know, all this reading and looking and is great, but wouldn't it be really interesting to start learning about ceramics and, and how things are made through making instead? Yeah. And at the beginning, I thought it was just going to be you know, just something I did. Yeah. And that would have a beginning and an end. You yeah. You know, that at some point I would... So I started going to Morley and... And then quite quickly, I realized that it was amazing. Yeah. And that having having given myself permission to make... Yeah. Because it really comes down to that, I think. And I think that that is true about any... Cre any you know, that being creative versus being someone who doesn't make yeah. is about giving yourself permission to. Yeah, yeah. Uniquely. Yeah. And this is something that can come early on, you know, if it comes from your parents. Yeah. Or sometimes it comes later if your parents do not do that. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. If they don't say yeah. it's okay, you can do yeah. this, you know, it's fine. And, um, yeah, and so after that point, the moment I decided to to increase the my attendance at Morley College and to yeah. move from like one t once a week to twice a week yeah. and then three times a week and then four and then five <laughs> times a week. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Where it became really something because I wanted to learn to yeah. throw on the wheel and you can only learn that technique by making. Yeah, and by practicing. You've yeah. got to do it, right? You've got to yeah. do it, exactly. So... Um, did you start by making Greek style kind of forms? Uh, n no, no. But I think that that there is something about um, about joining 
uh, simpler forms and yeah. making composite a composite form through joining yeah. that I that is something that definitely came to me from Greek pots. Yeah. So so most of the kind of taller taller shapes I make yeah. are are joined, and yeah. I'm really why well mainly because I'm really interested in that. Uh, in the fact that you don't get like a, a very smooth, very flowing line, yeah. but you get something much more tentative yeah. and a bit more broken. Yeah. Uh, something that's kind of closer to hand building, I think, if you yeah. if you join. You so know, stacking several. Exactly. Yeah. And um, and it's fascinating because working with Shawanda Corbett, yeah. you know, who is uh, artist I, I enjoy tremendously working with and whose yeah. work I love and yeah. really admire. It's very and vibrant. She's, yeah, she's yeah. incredible. But it's it's really interesting because she also does a lot of joining. Yeah. And she also, one of the first things we talked about when I did my, my first studio visit with her was Hellenistic, uh, dec you know, the decoration of yeah. Hellenistic uh, pots. Yeah, amazing. And their connection to yeah. performance, and yeah. because there was, you know, there's a lot of material yeah. that's about theatre, and, yeah. and you know, and I was like, oh my god, this is like we're brothers and sisters. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always nice to meet someone who has the same um, yeah. passions. I right? mean, it's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, no, so I mean, all of this, you know, it's uh, it's it's all interconnected. Yeah. It's all. Uh, links back to itself yeah it's it's i can't remember where i started but no, i can't either <laughs> but i think that's okay it, um did you did so when you started making do you think it affected your kind of professional curatorial practice do you think it f fed back into oh that? my goodness yes yeah. it did well i mean not immediately when i started making because when yeah. i started making i suppose i was just i was so absorbed by figuring out yeah you know and just trying to 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 understand what how and what and yeah. but then through making i became more and more interested in 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 british studio ceramics yeah which was something i had been exposed to yeah before and i was actually one of my artists roger hyans yeah who one day you know much earlier you know maybe six six years before like in 2003 i want to say he was like oh come with me let's go and look at this viewing and it was it was when this auction house bonhams was doing a lot of work on mm. ceramics um on studio ceramics which they yeah. don't any longer and there was like a, an auction and i just couldn't at that point i just couldn't connect like it yeah, didn't yeah. mean anything yeah. it didn't talk to me at all um and then but then after having made for a while, I, I, I started becoming interested again. Yeah. And I realized that it was, you know, an incredibly fascinating kind of uh, uh, realm of creative expression that I hadn't been exposed to uh, really yeah. because I was so immersed in contemporary art and there yeah, was such yeah. a strong separation between the two. Yeah, yeah. And I realized that the... There, there were certain aspects of studio ceramics that really interested me in terms of its its geographical specificity. Yeah. You know, that every place in the world has a different tradition yeah. that's dictated by different sensibilities, but also like different materials at hand and so on yeah, and so yeah. forth. And also by the fact that it was so such a small world 
and that you know that always felt uncomfortable about it but was also really into this idea of keeping separate from every uh, from yeah it was the, quite um uh, incap uh, not encapsulated like a kind of self-contained yeah, self-contained yeah and self-referential yeah. kind of world you know yeah. and, and to me and i was thinking well this is really interesting like it feels like it's like poetry or yeah. you know contemporary classical music yeah. like these these disciplines that are so rooted in human experience you know for millennia yeah and at the same time have maintained their own kind of you know where contemporary art is like a fox you no know, it yeah. sort of runs around and covers around everything exactly yeah. while these are are so specific and yeah. really f you know following very specific paths yeah and, and i thought that that was really interesting and then and then but actually the fact that it was so separate that it wasn't really there was no contamination made me think it would be really interesting to actually start showing contemporary art with ceramics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I started doing uh, here at the gallery. Yeah. Uh, and that has become something that is totally integral with, with everything else yeah. uh, in the program. So. Did it feel awkward at first? Well, I mean, it's, you know, to some extent it still does because yeah. because these are objects that attract very different audiences. Yes, yeah, yeah. And... So it's always complicated because you because it's it's quite unusual to find people who actually appreciate both. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. know. So so it ha it, it's not that straightforward. Yeah. But, you know, it is a bit of a challenge somehow. Yeah. But I'm really interested in that. Yeah, I think challenges are challenges are important yeah. when you're particularly when you're interested in something that you can see there's a a really specific link that makes a lot of sense and actually is is a really kind of rich seam between things um i think it's important to kind of embrace that challenge and like push it to other people to help them kind of access it as well absolutely and also you know i think just running a contemporary art gallery is so yeah. much about uh, showing something that is new to you that you don't yeah. really know much about and and you're learning about it as you're sharing it with other people. Yeah. You know, so there is also this sense of having to start from scratch every yeah. day to some extent in the sense that the moment you start working with a new artist, it's a, it's, it's a completely new challenge. Yeah. Figuring out how you're going to show other people what you see, i.e. Yeah. that this artist is yeah, like yeah. really amazing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. How's that going to work? Yeah. And uh, so somehow it didn't... You know, it, I, I wasn't worried about it, but it's it's. I find it really fascinating because it's it's still quite difficult to break through that division. Yeah, yeah. Between craft and art, and some some people are resistant. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, there is a sort of sense that it's becoming that it's becoming less boundaried, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I think when you see ceramics in bigger galleries or museum spaces they're often put in a very specific sort of way like generally as part of a bigger body of work or not sort of standing as their own thing obviously um you know there's notable exceptions to that like places like the vna where they very happily but they have a they don't have a modern art remit um but yeah it's it's um, i'm thinking about a show that i went to at the ra actually earlier this year or maybe the end of last year I can't think who it was right now, but um, there were ceramics there, but they were definitely part of a bigger body of work rather than standing as their own 
work in and of themselves if you see what i mean yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah no absolutely and i think that there is you know institutionally in london especially yeah. there is a problem yeah in the sense that for example at the vna they used to have a few examples you know when penelope curtis took yeah. over they used to have a few examples of studio pottery yeah. in their 20 in their gallery devoted to the 20s and 30s yeah. now with the new hang they're gone yeah so yeah. it's it feels like a step back to me yeah and also you know it feels it feels like a place like Tate britain or tate in general or well i mean let's say tate yeah. is not as advanced as regional museums for example yeah. because if you go to you know a museum in like bristol or lincoln yeah. or cardiff you know you will see ceramics with fine art yeah and yeah, nobody yeah. thinks you know that that is a problem or that yeah you know there is there are it's too much of a juxtaposition yeah yeah i mean it's considered absolutely normal and 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 i think that in london weirdly there's a lot of work to do in yeah. that respect because it's like there's too much somehow you know having the vna has really you know having the vna to ceramics has been great yeah and like a real blessing but at the same time it has been a bit like having tape britain uh has been for for british art yeah that it has tended to kind of set it apart yeah and maybe defined it a little bit yeah um, and possibly kind of making it too narrow yeah and, yeah you know and, and and closing things down yeah a bit so in that sense i guess you're also like opening up that kind of conversation a bit more um through which works you show and like how you put them together but then do you try and do that with your with your own work as well in that um like quite a lot of your vessels have got words and things on them is that mm. Do, do you think that that takes them <clears throat> maybe towards some more um, painterly like practices of like incorporating text into the canvases or I don't know? Yes, I think it does. Well, I mean, I think I, um, I mean, to, to me, my work is a bit like a diary. Yeah. So, and that is really, I mean, it's a very easy way of, of, I mean, apart from other aspects that have to do with, you know, certain forms and yeah. certain ways of working and, and come, come into certain shapes and so on and so forth. But let's say that the one common thread that to me runs through everything is that it's basically a kind of collection of experiences and yeah. thoughts. It's, it's like things that I think about and, and that are meaningful to me and important. And so incorporating words feels very natural because yeah. it's a way of of adding a dimension that um otherwise just a, an abstract shape wouldn't have but also it's it's reconnecting to a to a, a very long history yeah of people scratching and incising yeah. and and marking ceramics with yeah. words yeah and i love that yeah you know because because it's it it's uh, it also turns into turns the, the the object made out of clay into uh, something that is you know kind of similar to a book yeah and also or a, or a notebook yeah and also it kind of makes it functional even if you're not literally using it to pour something yeah 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 you yeah, know because yeah. it carries something yeah so I, I like that parallel between carrying meaning and, and carrying 
water, for yeah. example. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think yeah. that that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I guess it kind of also makes it readable in in so far as obviously you can read the word, but also you read the vessel <coughs> as a sort of maybe like a marker of time or a point, a pinpoint on certain things. Yeah. Yeah, um, so then, when you like, when you look around your own spaces and you see the objects that you that you have around you that are made by other people, do you associate them with certain uh, points in time or certain narratives? Or uh, yes, yeah. I think that that is that is another really, I suppose, for everyone who owns or likes to own things. Yeah. Is a really uh, important side, you know, where you have you have this object that has its own life, yeah, you know, and its own individuality. Yeah. Like I'm looking at this Janet Leach, t- tiny, tiny uh, tray-like plates that I have on my desk here at the gallery, and um, and it's really it's a really lovely kind of porcelain, but objects with with um, iron trails, and. Um, and I think it's it, it's an object that that carries meaning and and value in itself, but also at the same time, I do remember when I bought it and yeah. why I decided to buy it and you know what that experience was and yeah. you know how it's lived with me over the years and yeah. where it's been and you know so there's that other layer that will then disappear when I disappear yeah. and that's perfectly fine. But it's I, I'm really interested in 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 ownership as 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 a manifestation of care yeah you know and and the fact that with uh, with art or with objects with art like objects you're basically just a custodian and then you're going to pass them yeah. on it's not like wearing a shirt where it's yours and then yeah that's it yeah yeah it's just temporarily held by you yeah it's entrusted to you and then it moves on it will be with someone else yeah so so do you have a plan for those kind of things from for uh well in in very general terms yeah. i do have a plan yeah <laughs> and my plan is to to get to hopefully to get to a certain age and then to start planning about giving them away yeah because i don't want to, i don't want my kids to have to deal yeah, <laughs> with yeah, my yeah. rubbish you know what yeah, i mean yeah. it's like it's it's that's not why I'm doing it. I'm yeah. not doing it so that they're lumbered with something that yeah. they have no whole investment attic. in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I do think about that. I mean, I haven't made a specific plan because yeah. I, I'm hoping to have a, a, a little bit longer to yeah. to yeah, amass yeah. before I start to dispersing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But um, but no, I want to do it sooner rather than later. Yeah. Actually, it's something I do, I do think about quite quite often. And do you have um? Do you have a particular way that you, or do maybe people tell you when you buy things, like how to care for them? Like, so for example, um, when I have spoken with conservators, you know, they have particular ways of like dusting things or wiping things and things like that. Or do you just, you know, get a duster out and knock the dust off? Or well, have, like, I think one of the most shocking thing that happened to me when I when I started buying ceramics was. Yeah asking to a dealer you know like how do i take care of this and they yeah. were like oh just warm soapy water yeah you okay. know yeah and Special i thought soap? wow no. <laughs> no 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 just like very liquid <laughs> yeah and, yeah and i thought this is 
really can that be yeah. true and then actually through making i realized that yeah for yeah. most most ceramic objects yeah that's the best way to go about yeah, it yeah yeah you know, then not not everything, but uh, but generally speaking, yes. And then, um, I I don't I know of collectors who do that, you know, regularly. Yeah. Who have like a, it's almost like a way to mark the passing of time. Yeah. You know, that every three months they take all of the stuff they own and they wash it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do that, but um, but I do try to keep it dust free as yeah. much as I can and. And um, and I suppose that with every object, it's a different kind of degree of care. Also, yeah. I think the other interesting thing is like it's like people. No, with every object you approach, you approach every object in a different way. Yeah. So with some you can be a bit rougher, with yeah. others you you want to be a bit gentler because you know that they they require the different that. surfaces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that really that I find really interesting. The one thing I think that really um, sets ceramics apart from everything else is that you know if you have like say if you have a, a drawing yeah in a frame yeah in your in your home you're kind of resigned to the idea that it's going to change as you change yes, right? with yeah. the passing of time yeah the paper will yellow or yeah exactly yeah. the ink will fade and yeah with ceramics I think that there is this other amazing thing is that it, it won't yeah yeah, they're very, very stable, aren't they? Yeah. Actually, very. that's why the V&A ceramic studios are on the top floor because the collections can hack the amount of light that comes yeah, in. Yeah, can there. deal with light, yeah. heat, everything. You, yeah. just, you, you just can throw everything at it, basically. And uh, and with some of these objects, I think it's really, really amazing. Like for example, it's not, you know, I really love uh, Sèvres. Yeah. I really love like French porcelain from yeah. the you know the, the 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 18th century because it's so vivid yes. you know the colors are, yeah. are just mind-blowing they're yeah. just so beautiful and and you know that what you're looking at looks exactly the way it did when it came out of the yeah. kiln and exactly the way the maker intended it like just very punchy yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like kind of garish like almost yeah. too much yeah know? yeah and that i think is really it's a beautiful because you always think of of you know uh of earlier generations and like pre-pop pre-tv pre-everything yeah. to be like very poised and, yeah and very balanced and everything was very, you know was kind of muted and in yes. fact it wasn't at all yeah so, yeah and th- yeah like the um outside of churches mm-hmm. you know like, but they've obviously lost lost their color yeah um but then you go inside and the you know ceramic objects in there are still the tiling and everything is still yeah. really strong yeah and i yeah. think that that is really fantastic about ceramics yeah i guess that kind of works as well in terms of like a space like this where you've got multiple windows that you can just put things you're not guided by the light coming in necessarily in that sense of it damaging the work yeah. but more how maybe it falls on the object yeah. but you can kind of place things more or less where you want yeah, 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 no, exactly. I mean, and also, this is a funny space because there's no, there's virtually no, no walls. Yeah. It's yeah. All, it's <laughs> doors and windows. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's all windows yeah. and, and, and objects on the floor. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to see objects on the floor, though. I think you don't often, I mean, like, obviously in gallery spaces you do, but generally speaking, unless you have got a very, or maybe this is not generally speaking, maybe this is personally speaking, 
unless you've got a very controlled home, putting things on the floor is quite uh, it's quite risky, yeah. right? Um, and it was one of the things that I really enjoyed about your work at the Camden Arts Centre was the fact that it was either on the floor or very low, very it was low, on the floor, yeah. it was directly on the floor. Um, you know, and, and you don't often see ceramics down there as well. I mean, you get ceramic tiling, obviously, and that sort of uh, floor treatment, I guess, flooring. Yeah. But, um, yeah, to see objects on the floor and to sort of experience them, I guess, maybe more more from above and um, to have to stoop, stoop down to uh, explore them properly is really nice. Like, you were looking at... You have two pieces on the floor here, but or three behind a pillar... Um, from here but um, two are on a board and one directly on the floor is that a deliberate yes because the because the one that's on the floor was actually designed to be on the floor directly on the floor directly yeah on the floor the other two are uh, I mean they could also be on low planes and I did uh, the, so the other two the, the one that's directly on the floor is a work by Sam Bakewell. Yeah. And it's actually made of carved wood. Uh, and it's a work that he made a few years ago. Um, uh, and it's the, it's, it, was a, it was a group of sculptures that he made on a residency in Norfolk. Mm. Um, and they're all carved wood. And, but it doesn't... Does, it kind of feels like wood, but not really. Yeah. Um, and then the other two objects are by Gordon Baldwin. Yes. Uh, who is uh, a really amazing artist who's now 91. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's just extraordinary. And I did a show of his work here at the gallery a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I showed them on these very... These are basically just kind of uh, uh, MDF boards yeah. painted grey. Yeah. And placed on the floor and then I would put the ceramics on, on top of these boards. Yeah. So the so the, sh the show was very low and it had these these platforms uh, that were very long um, and you know very very down on the on the ground and I got uh, <laughs> there was a review of the show by this um, this ceramics expert called Garth Clark who, yeah. which was just railing at me for doing something like that yeah. and why, you know why these like contemporary art fellows they're always showing you know ceramics like in the wrong way supposed to see it on flints <laughs> breaking you <know>? traditions <laughs> breaking traditions <laughs> exactly. yeah so and I thought it would look beautiful and made a lot of sense yeah. so and that kind of came from two things one from this idea that I had of of myself of showing ceramics on the floor and I really yeah. like that and it's something I've done several times uh, and, it, and it actually came from something very simple that I saw outside a mosque once where yeah. the, you had these these terracotta uh, bottles yeah. for people to drink water with uh, that were not glazed in any way so they would oh, sweat yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know in the heat yeah. the, and the condensation on them would keep would keep the water cool oh nice that's smart isn't it really yeah. clever and they were just shown they were just there for the taking yeah. by anyone who wanted to go in for 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 a prayer yeah. uh, and was thirsty yeah. and i thought that there was something so approachable about something that was placed on the floor and yeah. i really I really like that. That really s stayed with me a lot. Actually. Yeah. And um, and then the re other really fascinating thing over time has been that of going to see people at home. You know. Yeah. Uh, 
artists at, at home like Alison Britton or Gordon Baldwin and yeah. you go and, and the ceramics would often be on the floor. Yeah. So, you know, if they, t- in, you know, I, t- I really like this, this grounding that you yeah. get from that. I think it's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting as well. But I mean, I was thinking as well that the, the small amount of board underneath it sort of, I guess, sets a boundary around it in terms of it being in a public space. Mm-hmm. It's just like sort of don't don't squeeze through this gap sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it gives you a really different perspective on on a vessel. Like the, I'm looking at the blue um, bowl. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it's very different down there compared to how you'd see it if it was above your head or yeah, kind of eye height or waist height, you know. It, um, it allows you to experience it in a different way, which I think is quite important with something that's so commonplace like ceramics, you know, that we, we use ceramic things and we are surrounded by ceramic things every day. Um, and they're very easy to sort of position in a domestic context and trying to explore them, I guess, outside of that and um, explore the dynamic potentials of them um you know you kind of need to look at them from different angles right it's i like, agree absolutely know. and i yeah and and you know sometimes splints are unavoidable and you have to you have to use them and it's mm. fine it's yeah, a yeah. Bit like yeah i mean frames. the plinths are great too yeah 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 but um but i do no i mean with my own work in, in fact i'm i'm actually uh thinking about the the insta- I'm doing a show in Italy in this other ceramic town because yeah. Faenza is a ceramic oh, yeah. town, but this other ceramic town that's called Albisola, mm. which is on the coast near the yeah. border with France, and it's a place with a really interesting history to do with ceramics because Fontana made most of his work there. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, nice. Because the the kind of um, Asger Jorn had a house there and mm. would spend half of the year there and all the kind of cobra group yeah would would go and visit him and they made a lot of work there and so it's there is this kind of um this connection to modern and contemporary yeah. artists and and i was invited by the 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 this curator who runs all the local museums to do a show there Oh, nice. Uh, which is going to open in September. Yeah. And, um, and I was thinking, that, and so and it's, it's been in like a two-year project, so yeah. I've been going there and making work there and working with local people. And, and, uh, and I'd like to actually show m- most of the work on the, without plinths if I can, but yeah. we, have to, we have to see what's, fos- what's possible. But yeah. I, it's, this is something I really like to explore further, yeah. actually. Yeah, and also, slightly, I guess, deconstructing that, that like art space those yeah. kind of traditions of yeah yeah too. yeah no exactly and yeah. not using that kind of device yeah to sort of you know to to that signify you know that 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 thing that tells you that you're looking at art yeah important things important things, yeah exactly yeah yeah exactly. so yeah. no it's interesting great i'm just thinking about whether there was anything else specifically that i wanted to ask you if there's anything else that you wanted to say about how you look after things or care for things um in your own approaches i don't know i mean i'm for, for you know as i was saying for me it's re- i really try to be as careful as possible yeah and i have this very strong sense of 
things not belonging to me. Yeah. That is really yeah. something. And I, I can't, you know, probably if I if I did some more analysis, yeah. I would be able to, to learn more about that. But I, but I really... But you went to another. Maybe not, yeah. exactly. But I really... I really feel that this is something that I that to me is based kind of paramount. Yeah. This thing of thinking. And in fact I have started giving things away to to, to museums and institutions yeah. when I realize when I see that there's you know, that there's a gap in their collection yes. maybe yeah, that I yeah. can fill and um and it's just so nice. Yeah. To just let go of things like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's it's really purposeful, isn't it? Because yeah. it's like sharing that sharing that knowledge and sharing that um passion in a whole other way which yeah, i think absolutely. you know a lot of what you've talked about in that sort of sense of like stewardship and um uh making sort of space for people to express their works and how you position works to like open up different conversations you know a lot about that is just sharing things mm -hmm. isn't it mm -hmm. and being able to fill those spaces in more I guess more public collections or um, more like long long term collections that big museums have. Um, that's a really really nice thing to be able to do. Yeah, and also you know for me, for, for me anyway, running a gallery has yeah. always been like really about that very simple, that very simple kind of dynamic of uh, looking around, finding an artist yeah. and their work and getting very excited about yeah. it and then like going to other people and saying look 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 this yeah. is really great yeah yeah you know and having and having this moment where you're actually sharing sh you know sharing your enthusiasm for something yeah. with 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 others and for me having a gallery is really so much it's just so gratifying because of that because yeah. you're like look yeah. this is really this is wonderful and yeah. people and you know and some people will respond yeah so they will say great yeah that's great and other people yeah. will ask you where the plinths are yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly exactly brilliant well i think we'll call it a day there then yeah thank you perfect. so much for your time no, that was thank fascinating you. it has been a pleasure thank you <laughs>